0: Welcome to Episode 1 with Michael and Eric The podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it I'm Michael And I'm Eric And this week we watched Easy Bake Battle On Netflix Netflix If you're a stay-at-home mom, continue to chase your dreams and find that thing for you
1: Yeah, I want that stitched on a pillow.
0: You caught that one, too? Oh, I didn't write it down, but, like, yes, I remember that one. She she said that, and I was like, wait a minute. That's going to make some people mad.
1: Well, it's just, it was the pithiest fucking,
0: like, chase your dreams. Chase your dreams. If you're a stay-at-home mom, obviously not living your dream.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a a special one. (laughs) Yep. Uh... Before we talk about Easy Bake yeah. competition, can I talk about Copenhagen Cowboy for five minutes? For five minutes? I, it won't be five minutes. It'll I'll be like it'll, it'll be like
0: a minute at best. <laughs> okay, to give everybody some backstory, this is the show that you tried to pick for this week. I was like, yeah, okay, it sounds like it could be a funny little fish out of water thing. <laughs> Looked at it last night and I was like, oh no, I don't want to watch this. This is an hour. Ugh
1: go on so I picked it because it was directed and maybe written by the same guy that did drive and I've heard that it's a cool premise if not great at executing which that's kind of the that's kind of our podcast right <laughs> Good great premise. premise terrible execution <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get into it this morning as i mentioned to you before we started recording i was up at four um for no good reason it's like all right fine i guess i'll watch this i start watching this i'm five minutes in and i'm already thinking fuck this is an hour long i still i 5 i've okay (laughs) jumping ahead a bit i've watched 30 minutes of the first episode i still don't know what this show is about (laughs) I didn't read the description for the show. I know nothing of this other than I've heard it's kind of cool and an interesting premise. And that is it. All that all that was happening, the entire episode, was just this Serbian... It, it, this is not an English-language show either, by the way, which I didn't realize. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this Serbian woman is like she runs the brothel for her brother who... Also runs a brothel. I don't know. But she hires a woman named Mew to, to, to bring good luck like she's a witch or something. I don't fully understand. She asked her. This is a 50 plus year old woman. She sat her down in the bedroom and asked her to get her pregnant. Both women, by the way. She just wanted her to, like, use her magic to enable her to get pregnant. And oh fuck, what was the other thing? Oh, just like. Make the garden nicer, but not by gardening, but just like using her luck magic, you know? And as far as I can tell from watching 30 minutes of this show, her luck magic is her just kind of sitting around. And there were long, long shots of her just sitting in the garden, just kind of like looking around. Followed by... What probably weren't all that long, but certainly felt very long. Scenes of her just doing that exact same thing while this woman was getting plowed by her husband. <laughs> you know, so she could
0: use her luck magic and get her pregnant. <laughs> okay. Now, oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Again, not done. <laughs> the part that made me turn it off, though, and go, you know what? I think I'm
1: done. Is somewhere like at the five to ten minute mark. It's like I, I cannot. Watch this for 55 minutes. I'm going to turn on the 1.5 speed option to just like plow through this episode, <laughs> which I probably forgot I had done until there was a scene. When even that one and a half speed, it was, it felt like eternity of just this witch woman stretching. What the fuck? She was just stretching and yawning, but what made it feel so fucking weird is because it was at one and a half speed, it was all weird and twitchy, and the music was really sped up. And I was just watching it, going, What the actual fuck is happening right now? I feel like I'm having a stroke. Oh wait, I'm watching at one and a half times speed. You know what? Fuck this shit. We're just gonna watch Wednesday. So I went and took a look at Wednesday because I had, you know, that's all the fucking rage on the internet. That's 55 goddamn minutes. I'm not spending an hour and a half watching half of Copenhagen Cowboy and the first episode of Wednesday. So I just kept searching until I found the first thing that was 30 minutes or less. And that's how
0: we landed on Easy Bake, Which was 35 minutes. (laughs) 35 minutes, but I was done searching. Okay. Uh. Now here's what Copenhagen Cowboy should have been about. Oh, God. Okay. Colton Cowman. Uh, ranch hand in texas what
1: are you making this up
0: yeah okay i thought i thought you
1: were reading me the description and then i was really confused because none of this has happened so far
0: (laughs) but anyway go ahead colton Kalman or a ranch hand in texas or montana or whatever okay uh and then just like uh crocodile dundee in copenhagen with a cowboy
1: I think this may be the rare instance, and by rare I mean first instance, where we need to write an episode one for Copenhagen Cowboy. <laughs> but after, let's do the Easy Bake thing, because we're not going to write an episode two for Easy Bake. Like, it's right. a fucking reality competition. We're absolutely going to write episode one
0: for Colton Cowboy and Copenh- in,
1: in <laughs> Copenhagen
0: Cowboy. Okay. Do you want to tell everybody what the premise of this show was supposed to be, and then what the actual show was? What I would have
1: thought is... <laughs> A cooking competition where you got to make everything in an easy-bake
0: oven. Right. Or a baking competition where you can make things in a big easy-bake oven, which they pretended to have, but really, they just had an actual oven.
1: I don't think that was a typical oven. That was more of a convection, something akin to an easy-bake oven. Okay. Like, where it's just like a heating element, but you've got limited time to use it. You can't You can't set a temperature. They couldn't set a temperature. It was just on. So... How is that all that much different than an easy bake oven? There were
0: dials on the side of it, dude. I, they didn't get to use those dials. It was just on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought you have to bake everything in a beezie bake oven would have been cool. I honestly think this concept.
1: So let's let's get into back to reality a little bit on this because conceptually, I'm interested in this concept, which was where you're gonna cook meals and you're going to demonstrate basically shortcuts like they kept calling them hacks or whatever the goal isn't to use up all your time it's see it done as quickly as possible that's what it was conceptually what it was in practice was not that
0: it was who made the best dish it was who made the best dish yeah. they
1: they went to all the trouble of showing me Uh, how quickly they got that first dish done and how many ingredients they had so that you know my thought was oh they're gonna lend some weight to oh you got it done faster or you used fewer ingredients so like you're more creative no the the, the person that took the longest and had the most ingredients
0: won that fucking round yeah the judges immediately abandoned the premise of the show was that guy is he queer eye yes okay
1: Anton, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Porofsky I think.
0: And then the guest judge was Kristen Kish, yes. who I like. I saw her on the new Iron Chef that they they did. Was she a host for that, or is she a, a chef in that? She was the guy you remember in the. I old never old, watched. I didn't. Okay, good. You remember in the old Iron Chef, there was the Canadian guy always like doing the reporting down on the floor and stuff. Alton Brown. No, Alton Brown was up on the thing. Then he had another guy who would be like, I don't oh. remember his name. He'd be like, hey, so-and-so, what's it look like? Morimoto's got going on there. And he'd like like, hey. shuffle up to Morimoto and be like, hey, Morimoto. And Morimoto would be like, get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to cook.
1: So she was the she was the, the on, on-site yeah, correspondent on sort of thing. Yes,
0: yeah. exactly. Yep. Uh, and I liked her in that. Okay. Do you want to talk about the contestants? sure we have hold on which one was yeah okay there was dave
1: who was the army guy uh he was in the I military think military he okay. was a paralegal for the military that's right yep there's Haley, who was a stay-at-home mom and then there was andy who was a former college athlete but who
0: was currently just a bro man just like yeah brah dude if you were a college athlete, how much would you talk about it? If I never made it into the pros yeah, all the
1: time, and this guy was the the example of this, every person I've ever met that's played, co- that's not true. Most people I've met that have played college athletics uh, talk about it a lot. It's a little like people that were the captain of their football team, but made it no further. It's the highlight of their lives.
0: My uncle uh, played chess for Iowa State and was ranked third in the state. I think he never talks about it. I uh,
1: have been trying. By trying, I mean like once a month, I'll play a chess game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, on chess dot com. But like my competitive anxiety will get
0: so much that like I stop after one or two. Do you, are you worried that there's somebody with anal beads that's getting signals on what the best signals are, or the best moves are? I'm not playing at that level, my dude. <laughs> um, I am not playing at that level. Uh, but I
1: had a, a match the other day where I checked. We were playing 10-minute chess, and I checkmated someone with 0.1 seconds left. Wow, and I would be more impressed by that if I had realized it was checkmate than what I did. It <laughs> I was just like, "Fuck, move!"
0: I didn't know that you <laughs> played chess. We should play sometime. I'm terrible at oh, it. Oh, me too. I'm not I, good. I'm I'm. <laughs> it
1: it it is the thing that I'm. That I I generally see myself as a, a fairly intelligent guy. Like yeah. In general, that's part of my self schema. Chess is the thing that (laughs) refutes every ounce of that. I don't know what it is about that game. I can generally get most strategy games, like come up with cogent, like thoughts, and
0: and I cannot do it with chess. I bet you're uh, we're about on the same level. If you, I mean, if you you play on chess.com at all, no, okay, but I mean, I've got a chess board. Uh, Marnie's husband, Nick is a very good chess player and he loves to play chess and he follows chess and all of this types of stuff. So if I play him, he'll like take his queen and rook and a rook off the board before the game and just demolish me.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's more emasculating than if he had just kicked your ass. <laughs> Which he could also do. Yes.
0: <laughs> so the first thing they have to do is called the... The Dish Dash. I'm happy that they eliminated somebody because I am sick of first rounds of competition shows not having any bearing on the final outcome of the show. Uh, For example, what was the show that we were talking about last? Cook at All Costs. Cook at All Costs. First round didn't matter. It does in that it gives you an advantage for the second round. Does it? Yeah. All right. What about that pizza one? First round didn't count. Yes, it did. That person got ten more minutes to cook in the second round. Well, there's shows that does.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, okay. I,
0: there are sh- I, I, there I'm sure there are shows out there. Oh, Great British Bake Off and Great Pottery Throwdown. Those don't have any bearing on the outcome. They pretend they do, but they don't. Oh, I see what you're saying. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Yeah, I
1: I, I see what you mean as far as them pretending to. I appreciate that there are stakes. Um, I find the... Which one did I start sleeping to last night? Um, Chef versus snack or whatever it is. Have you seen that on Netflix as well?
0: No, but it started like a pre-roll after the episode and i was like oh i might check that out
1: i've watched a couple episodes now that one has a similar format to is it cake in that they pick randomly or not i don't know three people that are going to compete this week and then one of them wins and is I-, I haven't watched far enough in either of those shows to get what the point of winning in week one is you win some money sure but th- like there's a larger competition where the other 15 people just sit and watch while those three people cook and it's really fucking weird. I don't know why they do it that way.
0: But that's not this. Right. This brings me to a question I've been meaning to ask you, though. You and I both are pretty into cooking shows, like cooking competition shows. Should we just turn this podcast into make it about that? I think we'd have to find
1: an entertaining way to talk about that. Okay Um, But I don't think That it could hurt
0: (laughs) Yeah And we could even rename the podcast like Sizzle Bros or something (laughs) Sure Well let's let that one cook a little bit (laughs) Let's see if that one's already taken (laughs) We have to end up with Sizzle Bros With Michael and Eric
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Sizzle Bros 1 on Twitter there's a YouTube channel called Sizzle Brothers. <laughs> of course there is. But, 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 it appears to be German, so I think we're okay. Ooh, what does sizzle mean in German? I don't know. It just it says Sizzle Brothers. It's a cooking channel. Oh, okay. But all their titles were in German. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so the first competition, he describes it as you get home at midnight from happy hour who gets home at midnight from happy hour (laughs) and uh then you have to cook stuff you've already got in your kitchen to make a snack that was basically it right like what would you have cooked
1: did they have ingredients that were foisted upon them or did they have to like
0: They had well, they had like a whole pantry and fridge and stuff. Stuff that I don't got in my kitchen. Is this you working at your character for Sizzle Bros? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um I don't I don't
1: know what I'd I don't know what I'd make. I'm not one if I'm gonna have a midnight snack, it's not gonna be like I cooking. Know something.
0: Exactly what I would make. Go on. Pizza rolls. <laughs> Just like microwave <laughs> a bag of pizza yeah. rolls. <laughs> <laughs> what be, are be, you be, done, about? be done in 30
1: seconds or like a minute 20, and like yeah. just hit the button, like, can you approve un- on this?
0: Pizza button, like, <laughs> yeah, who gets home from the bar at midnight and spends a half an hour cooking wontons? <laughs> so,
1: I will say, so I know I've commented on or talked about this guy before, but uh, Brian David Gilbert, I brought up many moons ago that he had put together a Video on healthcare that, and insurance that was somehow fascinating and really uh, yeah. informational. He puts out videos kind of sporadically uh, anymore, but he put one out recently called Midnight Gourmand that made me want to cook at midnight. Oh, really? Like it, it, it was all about how do you repurpose your leftovers and make it something completely different. And there's a bit that I meant to tell you all about this because I knew you would hate it because it was just talking about (laughs) if you don't know what to do, just make it a pizza. (laughs) And it was just him like going. But it it was again, he he will make some really weird, conceptual, funny videos. And then he will also make some very entertaining, very like good, good, like cooking videos or like whatever. Uh, I enjoy him very much. Also, that's just best leftovers ever. I guess. Yeah. But, but this was more not a competition. This was him just talking about the thought process. Like, what, how did he, I, I'm not going to go into how he described it, but he broke it down into these are the components you want. And all the while, he's very, he's a very funny dude. This show, going back to reality, I'm pretty sure Netflix has already stolen our idea and that's what happened here this show somebody got Easy Bake Oven or no somebody got that that concept that we talked about like making food fast fewest ingredients that sort of thing it, an interesting concept and somewhere along the way Easy Bake Ovens or Hasbro or whoever the fuck owns Easy Bake Ovens found out about it and thought we're gonna put our name on that don't let Hasbro
0: get a hold of it yes <laughs> yep
1: yeah. Hold on. Let's let's see who actually owns Easy Bake Oven. Um, but it just it, it felt the, the Easy Bake Oven thing to what we were talking about before just felt very tacked on
0: like it just yeah. it, it didn't. Hey, my dude. Yeah. It might be Hasbro. Yeah, it's Hasbro. Oh, So they start making the show uh, Under some sort of agreement And understanding And then Hasbro like, just sort of pulled the rug not out Not just an understanding her. Like a, a written out explicit uh, Like license
1: Or you might even call it uh-huh. uh, That opened things up so that people could uh, Use Easy Bake Ovens however <laughs> they wish uh, Netflix makes this show <laughs> Yeah And, and now no. Easy Bake Ovens are like <laughs> popping off Everybody has them There's a Twitch show all about Easy Bake Ovens um, hosted by Matt Mercer, and just everybody's really an easy of oven. <laughs> and now
0: Hasbro owns all your cakes. Yes, sure.
1: <laughs> well, just 25% of your cakes. Yeah,
0: sure.
1: And only if you make more than 750000
0: <laughs> on your cakes. So they do the first round. Dave wins with some potato ball things. Which looked fun. I don't remember who. I think it was Hanson that was like, uh, Those look really
1: appetizing. And no, they fucking didn't. No. They were just big balls of f- fried potato. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Fried pot- potato sounds pretty good, but those were huge.
0: Yeah. And, it it feels like <laughs> something like Chef from South Park would be like, Hey, you want to eat my big brown fried balls? Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. It, and the, there was a cut of him opening it up and it just seemed like... Dave wasn't just shoved like half a mozzarella stick in there because there was still like they were showing the cheese pole but the cheese pole didn't look appetizing it didn't look like it was cooked because it wasn't because he made giant balls
0: yeah get your shit together
1: Dave I'm glad you
0: lost I liked that every once in a while they made a contestant like take a product and talk to the camera (laughs) and be like so what I'm doing here here's a nice kitchen tip and those cameras were set way too low
1: next to their table. So they were having to like hunch over to do it. And there were no fewer than two. probably There were probably significantly more, but I caught at least two instances where you could see them start to talk about that sort of thing. And then I could clearly like just imagine the producer like pointing down to tell them to do it to the camera because they'd start it by talking normally to the actual camera, but then realize, oh shit, no, I need to do it to this tiny camera and hunch over and
0: look really weird while I do it. Yeah. Do you think Netflix just owns that kitchen and then they spend like a week shooting a uh, cooking competition show and then they spend a weekend like redesigning it a little bit and then shoot another show? A hundred percent. And I think it informs why they have shows. This show wasn't
1: one of those, but it informs why they have shows like Is It Cake or whatever, where the other 15 people just have to sit and watch. I think it's just... Four days of shooting, and we're done with an entire season.
0: Also, this show actually pokes a hole in our back to reality theory because both Kristen Kish and Anton are in other Netflix reality shows. So if they if they got drafted, they couldn't get drafted again. I don't think that Queer Eye uh, was a part of it.
1: And what about Iron Chef? No, no, that's an established property. I don't think that you could – both of those are established properties. I don't think that you can put that in the draft and just oh. be like, oh, I get to redo Queer Eye. That just – it feels like
0: okay. too easy. Yeah. So I think Fair we're enough. just establishing some boundaries on, on our show. Yeah. All right. Why do they always have to cook three dishes? I noticed this in Cook at All Costs too. They, they always cooked three dishes and presented one. Cook at All
1: Costs, it doesn't make any sense. This show, it made sense because you're giving one to the ju- each judge and one for the camera, which I, based on my understanding of these shows, is what that's for. It's like mm. one that's just going to sit and they're going to take 9000 shots of it and shit like that. And it's going to get cold. So you're feeding the others to the actual judges.
0: That makes sense.
1: I think we've talked about this. I think you've ranted on this before, but. I'm fully on board this bandwagon. I'm sick of deconstructed anything. Yeah, as a descriptor.
0: Yeah. Just give me some fucking nachos. Yeah,
1: the the example I'm bringing up is her the, what Haley's second dish was a deconstructed popseed chicken. Um when she said that, I scoffed cuz I thought you can't deconstruct something that doesn't exist. I'm an idiot. I didn't realize popseed ch- chicken was an actual thing. So I just looked up poppy seed chicken right now. She didn't deconstruct shit. I'm pretty sure she reconstructed it. Because as far as I can tell, poppy seed chicken is a fucking casserole. And what she made was a chicken breast with some fucking poppy mm. seed breading around it. That's the opposite of deconstructed anything. You've reconstructed it.
0: I'm going to be honest. I don't recall her referring to it as being deconstructed. And she referred to it as that a couple of times. Okay. I did learn some uh, things from this, actually, yeah. about uh, mostly about cooking salmon because okay. I like salmon and I like cooking cooking salmon, and I like crispy salmon skin and not soggy salmon skin. And this sort of made me think of some different things to try to get it all crisped up the way I like it, with like the moisture and like putting oil on it and stuff. Also. Just because you like your salmon well done and everybody else likes theirs a little less well done. That means that you should make it a little less well done so that the judges don't say, oh, this is a little overcooked. But he says he says when he makes it like, oh, most people don't cook it this much. That means don't cook it that much. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, this is a cooking competition. You're not cooking to your tastes. You're
0: Right. I
1: think that was just code for, oh, fuck, I accidentally cooked this too long.
0: (laughs) You know, most people don't cook at this burn. But that guy, man, he had moisture problems. (laughs) What a weird way to put it. No, he had moisture problems in both rounds. Sure. Yeah.
1: I thought his... Uh, they said his pasta was really good, but I thought his pasta looked like shit. Yeah. Not what he did, but when he was plating it, it just looked gluey and gross. But they all pra- They both praised him on, like, that it tasted good, so... Yeah. What the fuck do I know?
0: Oh, back to the poppy seed chicken thing. Uh-huh. She also describes it as a, quote, elevated version of poppy seed chicken, which is not true or the point of the show. <laughs> Like, she's like, you have to cook out of a freezer and use. you can't use anything fresh for this round. And she says that this is an elevated version of it. Is elevated version getting overused? In the same way the deconstructed is. Yeah. Yes. It just means I made a version
1: of this using the ingredients you guys had. That's, yeah. that's all it ever means in this context. Like, these are the ingredients that I had and I elevate it. At least on cooking competitions. I'm sure there's some chef out there that's...
0: Yeah, elevated for, elevated to me means like really fancy and gourmet version of this thing, which I'm okay with. Like, I'll try an elevated version of a taco. Could be good. Sure. If you're sick of elevated, you're not going to like that snack versus chef show or
1: whatever, because the whole concept is you get a uh, a snack food, and the first round is you just basically remaking that snack food, and then the second round, I that, and then the second round is all right. We're taking a concept from this, um, so. Uh, <sighs>
0: Oh, I've watched this. Yeah. The,
1: the first episode I watched had, to, like, you were making Cheetos. And the concept was having, like, after you eat it, something had to stick to your fingers. Yeah, I and watched so that. Just a lot of people being like, oh, I made an elevated version of Cheetos.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing that, that we're just going to
1: talk about every cooking show on Netflix right now. Let's just get it out of the way. The thing that pissed me off about that first episode, though, was the guy that won the first round making Cheetos... From what I can uh, tell, made a pretty good version of, of Flamin' Hot Cheetos or whatever. And then when it came time for, you, you know, all right, now you're making your own dish. Make your own dish, but here's the concept. He just made – he just refined that again. It was like, I'm just going to redo that, but better this time. <laughs> it just seemed like a cop-out. Yeah. During this show – two of the in that first round two of the contestants were using wonton wrappers yeah. I think to make something fried because that was the concept right they had to make something fried yeah um and dave as they were doing it makes some comment about like ah wonton wrappers that's the easy way out like it's just whatever that was the at least based on what they said, that was the whole fucking point of the round, dude, was to make something pretty
0: fucking easy. Yeah, he also does the same thing with his ranch dressing as he, like, makes this complicated yes. ranch dressing from scratch. And he's like, it's just like an <laughs> elevated version of ranch. And then... Uh, Haley goes and makes a three ingredient ranch dressing and they're like, this is using using
1: Hidden Valley ranch dressing mix. That's literally
0: like she just made it according to the package as far as I could tell. Yeah. Yeah, uh Except <laughs> the one Kristen Kish is like, I'm gonna steal this.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's just like it's just it's just it was a shaker of ranch seasoning, and I'm pretty sure just making ranch seasoning to specification or
0: making ranch dressing to specifications. It was Which is just mixing it with sour cream and buttermilk. Yeah. My last note is that this season on and uh looks like there's some really big personalities that are going to be competing in this show. I sure wish some of them would have been in the episode I just watched. (laughs) Uh, There was one. He got kicked off uh, immediately.
1: (laughs) Oh, the football player? Yeah, Yeah. the bro. That was his personality. The other two, well, I guess Dave didn't have much of a personality, but Haley did. It was stay-at-home mom. (laughs) It was... Sad stay at home mom. No, but she was so chipper. <laughs> but I'm a stay at home mom. I need a new van also. I'm having twins. I'm,
0: <laughs> yeah. But I just want to quote if you're a stay at home mom, continue to chase your dreams and find that thing for you, she says. I think that <laughs> could be interpreted to mean
1: if you're a stay at home mom, keep chasing your dream. Your dream being being a stay at home mom. I don't think.
0: That's and find what that she thing
1: said. about being a stay at home mom
0: that you love doing. I suppose you could interpret it that way. You'd if be you're wrong. An idiot, yeah. Also, where is No-No Mina? Right, I, she's over on Hulu. Oh. I'm pretty sure. They're, they're developing a cooking show right now. They had better be. Uh, do you want to write Copenhagen Cowboy? If if we're good on time, we don't need to. Oh, we've got a few minutes. Okay. I just got to look up the plot to Crocodile Dundee. Okay. You call that a lasso? That's not a lasso. This is a lasso. That's got to be in there. Don't mind me while I, I just go down this <laughs> list of Danish names. I think this is going to take more research. Uh, She travels to Walkabout Creek. So she's got to come to a ranch, right? And meets Colton Cowman. Colton Cowman. Yeah. Uh, Bushman, so a cowboy. Uh Uh-huh. Reported to have lost. This is just a shitty Mad Libs, you know. (laughs) Yes. I don't know you got anything else. I don't. Want to wrap it up? Sure. Thanks for listening to the episode of What
1: Podcast with Michael and Eric. If you like the show, leave a rating or review. If you didn't like the show, leave a rating or review. You can check out our website. It's episode dot com. That's spelled out O N E. Uh, you can hang out with Mo there because that he he they 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 nice are the only people that uh, hang out there, as far as I can tell, <laughs> and, and, and maybe occasionally Russian bots. I'm not sure um or follow us on twitter at podcast episode one hey busty thanks for the theme song yo